0: friends and welcome back to our podcast Healing the Broken Marriage. We are your hosts. I'm Alicia
1: and I'm Brian.
0: And we are so excited to be with you guys for season 2. We have just been so excited to get back in this and just have conversations with you guys about some really super important topics that I know a lot of you are facing. And so, Brian, are you how do you feel? about heading into season two of our podcast. How do you feel about that?
1: I'm excited. Season one kind of flew by. Yeah. At first it was a little scary, but then as we went on, it it got better.
0: Yeah. I know. I just can't believe here we are back again.
1: (laughs) It's a new year.
0: It's a new year.
1: And good things are going to happen.
0: Yeah. Fully believe that. Totally. So... Starting off the new year, I just kind of was thinking and just, you know, having a conversation with God about, you know, what could we start off season two talking about? And one thing that I've been kind of noticing, you know, in different circles that I'm in is that there is a lot of people that have been through a lot of different situations in life and have not healed from them. And so essentially what they're doing is they're bleeding on people that didn't even cut them. And so, Brian, I just want to ask you, have you ever met someone who is just grouchy? Like every time you meet them, they're grouchy or they're hateful or they're just hard to be around. Or like, say every time you, you know, ask them a question, you're like, how you doing? They're like, terrible. Life is just terrible. You know? Um, have you ever met anyone <laughs> like that?
1: Got somebody in mind right now. <laughs> no, I actually do. And have had. Yeah. And um. And I and sometimes you 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 reach out to these people because you're concerned about them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then sometimes when they're like, so negative back when you ask them, you know, you regret it. it. Yeah. (laughs) It makes you not want to ask them anymore. Right. But I still do. But it goes to show, I think for me, Yeah. Attitudes a lot. And I think, I guess where I have to be careful is I have to, when I get a response like that, I'm like, I don't go into a place where I'm like, well, I'm not going to ask you anymore then. Right. You know, because you're the same every, every, every week you're <laughs> horrible and terrible, but to try to encourage them, even like to work it in there somehow, like, you know, well, you know, try to try this or try
0: because right.
1: attitudes, everything. I can't imagine me walking around just saying everything's terrible because this year, you know, it's, it's not been the greatest year, you know, or this year, it's going to be a great year. Last year, 2022 wasn't a great year, but if I'd have had the attitude, Oh, this is a horrible year. You know, this or you know, constantly, or this is a horrible day, you know, that can put a lot of things in motion where your day gets worse. Mm -hmm. So, you know, having a positive attitude, there's so many good reasons to have a positive attitude too. Yeah. When you look around you, you might be having a bad day, but like I've said so many times, there's there's a lot worse. You know, people are fighting with cancer. They're taking their kids to to uh, cancer treatments. You can turn on the TV and watch oh, yeah. things where you realize your life is not that bad. Yeah. Even in third world countries, little kids starving, and right. you know we've watched that recently of just not having anything to eat. And when we start thinking about our blessings and. Right. having warm homes and food in our kids and our bellies and, you know, a roof overhead and vehicles to drive that, that are warm to, to ride in and comfortable and the job and our health, you know, we're not fighting illnesses and stuff. if if I think if everybody took a piece of paper and split it in half and wrote the good and the bad on one side or the other, the good would far outweigh the bad. Any day, right?
0: But Like you're saying, it it's deliberate and it takes intentionality.
1: It does. It's it's work. Sometimes it, it, it sometimes it involves work from ourselves to uh, realize how good we have life.
0: Yeah. Well, I wanted to start out with that question because you know I was thinking we've all met somebody like that who just like every time you're around them. It's like, you, you regret it. <laughs> and to me, this speaks more about what's going on inside of them and the lens that they see the world through.
1: Yeah. Cause they might not know how to come. They might not know how to tell you what they're feeling. They're obviously they're feeling some type of hurt. Yeah and you got to be careful because it does get it does get frustrating when you run into someone that's has such a negative attitude right but sometimes that's their only way to come across as crying for help
0: well yeah well and it's kind of like a double-edged sword because say you're someone who struggles you know you 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 struggle with rejection and so you know, this isn't in every case, but some people do do this, you know, they will make themselves hard to be around thus creating more rejection in their lives because people will tend to, um, you know, not come around or they don't really want to be around you or whatever. And then it just kind of, you know, drives home that feeling of rejection that they battle with already. And so it's kind of like the scenario keeps recreating in their life over and over and over subconsciously. And so um, they just carry like what we were talking about. They carry what was done to them throughout their entire life and they don't get healed. And I really just kind of wanted to start that our first episode of season two out with is time. People It's time to get healed. It's time. <laughs> I mean, if you are somebody who was hurt by someone else and you're now bleeding all over people who did not cut you kind of like the example we were talking about that person that nobody wants to be around because there that's what happens. They're just, they're negative. They're rough. They rub you the wrong way. It just and, it, and it's inadvertently, they just kind of do this because that's what they've experienced. And so it's so important to heal from the past so that you don't make others pay for something that they didn't do. And so I just kind of want to bring up another scenario to you. Have you ever been in a group of people and say like maybe one person starts to share how they're going through a hard time and then someone else chimes in and starts telling about a hard experience they've had. And then someone else chimes in and it almost turns, almost turns into a competition of who has the most hurts. Have you ever experienced something like that?
1: Yeah. It's almost like who has the worst testimony
0: (laughs) in reverse testimony.
1: Hey, I've, I've been in groups like that before. Um,
0: yeah. even
1: our pastor has said, you know, sometimes it's time just to move on from your testimony. Because, <laughs> you know, especially men, they can get into like, you know, well, I used to do this and I used to do that. I've been in groups too. I've been in groups where men are talking, well, I used to do this and I do that. And then next thing you know, the next guy's like, well, that ain't nothing. <laughs> I used to do twice that much. And then third guy, you know, it's just everybody's
0: one-upping. Tes- like, tesi-
1: testimony is meant to encourage others
0: yeah.
1: where what you've came from, Give
0: you
1: but to play. put the spotlight on where you are now and where God's mm-hmm. got you mm-hmm. not to, not to talk about and flaunt how bad your past was. Right. Cause then it just gets, it just gets awkward. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I've, yeah, I've been around that. And, you know, on the flip side of that, when people speak, Other testimonies, too, that's catching, too.
0: Yeah, you know, because you
1: know, we've we've seen that in our prayer group at church where certain people, you know, we went through similar things and we're like, we remember when this, you know, now we're here, and God's done so things are done such a work in our lives, and so yeah, I know your testimony is comes from where you are now, but sometimes it ain't like something you want to. It don't want to be your greeting card, you know what I'm saying? Right. I've literally heard some people almost make it their greeting card, of you know, when as soon as they ask about you, you start hearing, you know, all the all the bad stuff they used to do.
0: Yeah. But, so. Yeah, I know. Um, I wanted to talk about that because. When you hear stuff like that, when you hear kind of like the one-up game, kind of like, well, look at my scar. Well, look how big my scar is. You know, kind of like, look how big my fish is. (laughs) Right. That kind of thing. It turns into, I think, something not productive and doesn't really help the person that begun. Because usually they're sharing because they need some help, you know. And I think that, I think it is good to definitely share, like, this is where I've been. This is what I walk through, but there needs to be a but in there. But look what God is doing right now.
1: Right, we, yeah, the focus has to stay on God and it has to end.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, it's like, I've, I've been around, I have. I've, I've been around people like, you know, well, I you know, I'm in church now, but the conversation ends who smoked the most marijuana, (laughs) you know, literally. And, uh, you know, your testimony should always, always point to God. I I know that's part of the story and where you came from, but the end result and the end of the conversation definitely should point to what God did in your life and where you are because of that.
0: Yeah. I mean, we've all, I think every single person on that's listening to this podcast has experienced a measure of brokenness in their life. I mean our podcast is called Healing the Broken Marriage, which tells me if you're listening to this, there's probably a high chance that you have or are walking through some brokenness in your marriage or relationship. And I think that you know a lot of time or a lot of you may have heard that term beautifully broken. And it's kind of like what does that mean? What does beautifully broken mean? And I think that true beauty in broken, true beauty in brokenness is where it takes us. I mean, because there's things in life that we just cannot fix. But when we give God our brokenness, he makes us whole. And that's kind of like our journey is we had, our marriage was like shattered, shattered in like a million pieces all over the floor. I mean, it was years and years, over 12 years of unfaithfulness and just lots of, you know, lots of hurtful things. And, you know, like we've shared in previous podcasts, it, it was such a hurtful marriage that, you know, you and I was going to take our own lives we were going to end our lives. That's how broken inside we are, and it took you know, like whenever you giving your um, brokenness to God, our tendency is to hold on to it. You know,
1: it was like a bomb had went off.
0: Yeah, it was I like mean, a bomb. When, you, when off. you
1: think about a bomb going off, or an explosion, there's there's the initial impact of what's happened. Right. And then you're injured. You're bleeding. You're broken. Right. You could feel like part of you is missing. Yeah. And then not only that, you have to deal with when you think about a bomb going off in a building and you see the aftermath, they're literally pulling through pieces to try to find the right piece. You. There's clean up. There's clean up.
0: Right,
1: right. And then there's rebuilding. Yeah. And it's just you know, not only are you bleeding from the impact of what's happened and you're hurt and you're trying to heal there, building back's the hard part.
0: It is. It is. I think and I think sometimes that's why people choose to opt out
1: mm-hmm. when just, it
0: comes to hard things. They decide like,
1: to hurt, go on hurting. They
0: look, they look at the mess. And they think, uh, that's too much. That's not going to go back together. You know, like even if you have this, say, I don't know, a, a vase and you drop it on the floor based on how broken it is, is where people decide whether or not to put it back together. And I think it's the same with relationships and marriage. They, they look at the mess that's all over the floor and they base whether or not to work on it based on the amount of pieces that they see, which can be, can be daunting because our tendency, like I was saying, is to hold on to our hurts and not give them to God. And, you know, just to kind of nurse that wound, but he wants you to remove your hand Take your hand off of your owie. <laughs> you know how when your kid, you know, when they're little, they would run up to us and they fell and they hurt themselves. Like they've got their hand over it. And as a parent, you're just wanting to clean it and bandage it and make it feel better for them. But they won't take their hand off of it. <laughs> and so. You know, it's the same way. It's the same way with giving what we, you know, our our cares and our wounds, giving those things to God is some of us need to get our hand off of it, you know, because he, he wants to heal you, but he won't force his healing on you, which is crazy, but it's true. This literally happens. We will hide our wound. We will nurse our wound ourselves. Let it get infected as heck. <laughs> and God's right there. Dr. God He's just like, move your hand. Just move your hand. And just lovingly, just trying to tell you, just move your hand so I can help you. And I think this year in 2023 for relationships and marriages, it's time to move your hand. It's time to stop hiding that thing, trying to stop nursing that wound yourself and let God heal it. And, you know, scars of broken, scars of brokenness, like cracks in pottery. They tell a story, you know, like say you go to your grandma's house, Brian, say, you, you know, you're going over to your grandma's house.
1: My grandma's house.
0: Yeah. And she's passed away. Okay, I said
1: She don't have a house no more. <laughs> She's got a really nice house.
0: Yes, she does. In heaven, heaven. she's got an amazing house. You go to her house and you see this, I don't know, this, we'll go back to vase because I can't think of anything else. And it's pieced together. You know, there's this big crack in it. And as a little kid, you say, grandma, what happened? And you know what she's going to do? She's going to get that vase down and she's going to point at that crack. And she's going to say, well, you know what happened? Your grandpa came in. I was holding this vase. He came in and didn't see me, walked right into me, and I dropped it on the floor. Mm -hmm. There's a story that goes along with the crack in the vase. And just like all of us, we have scars from life. We have stories. You know, everyone has scars. But they do not define who you are. They're evidence of where you've been and that you've made it through.
1: One thing I think of is when we're watching antique shows. Yes. And it never fails. Somebody tries to come in and clean something up, thinking it's going to make it look better, which will make it worth more. So I think people out there need to realize that no matter what they've been through, and no matter how many scars they got, and no matter how dirty their past looks, God can take that and make it worth more than without the past and without the scars and without the dirtiness. Because so many times these people at these auctions who are doing the appraisals said, if you would have left that alone yes. and you wouldn't have cleaned it up and it would have been tarnished or you would have left it the way it was, left a rust on it, what have you, it would have been worth more. And people look at these, these estimators at these auctions, like they don't understand because they thought cleaning it up and trying to make it look better
0: Mm -hmm. would
1: make it worth more. And I think that's where God is with us. It's like, no matter how dirty our past is, how many scars with God, he can take all that and make it worth more than what something looks all shiny and nice and clean.
0: Yes. He gives us more value. It's just so crazy. I love that analogy that you just made because it's like, you know, what we think is what we have to present to the world is this clean, polished appearance. And God's like, no, 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 no. You're actually of more value. If you come cracked, if you come fractured, if you come with your scars, you're worth more value. And I just think that's that's crazy because in our mind, it seems, well, no, no, no. I need to hide all that. I don't want to show people where I fell. I don't want to show people where maybe I didn't show up or maybe I messed this up or maybe this failed. I don't want to show people my failures. And God's like, no, 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 no. I, I can make more value out of that. I can actually give you a platform from that. We're just so opposite of how we think. We think We got to be clean already, you know? And he's like, no, 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 no. you, you are beautiful in your brokenness because in our weakness, that's when he is strong, not in our strength. So if we're always coming, you know, to the table, you know, fully, you know, beautiful and, and no scars, none of that. And just as strong as we can possibly be. We're not making room for God. <laughs> you know, we don't really need him. And so, wow, I just think it's so good. But I just want to say that, you know, if you're somebody who maybe this, you've been, say maybe you're somebody who's been holding on to things for so long. Like you're one of these people that we've talked about. And you've got scars from head to toe. And you're always ready to point one out. Like I got that this one here, and I got that I got this one here. You know, if you're healed, that's great. But if it's coming from a place of like when you're when you're showing these scars and when you're telling these stories, it's you're gritting your teeth, and you can feel that anger well up when you're telling that story again. It's time. Twenty twenty three is it's your year. Close these chapters. I mean, you guys hurt people, hurt people, and only healing will end that cycle. In every situation, I know you guys have heard this in every situation, you can either become bitter or you can become better. And I feel like Brian, we're an example of our situation. It's made us better. It's, it's actually our relationship is so much better. Yeah. So much better. It's crazy to even think that, you know, years and years ago. But our relationship is better on the other side of it.
1: Yeah.
0: And so, guys, I just want to encourage you as we're kind of coming to the end of this episode. This year, allow God to heal you like i said get your hands off the wound don't start don't keep hiding it this year make up make a choice today this year starting today i'm going after healing i'm going after happiness i'm not going to let another year pass by in the same way i ended last year and this is the thing What happened to you is not your fault, but it is your responsibility to be made whole. And so tell yourself, this year, I'm letting go and I'm getting healed. Right? Right. Let's do it. This year. Come on, guys. Go after healing. Get your issues healed. Get your traumas. Like, Let's get some work done. You don't have to go into another year like you ended the last one. Each year is a new opportunity to do something new. But you know what that means? It means you got to do something new. <laughs> so anyways, we're going to go ahead and end this episode. We just want to thank you guys so much for tuning in. Please like, share, rate, review. Check out our website, making beauty with the ashes and until next time we bless bless you. you